great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. <laughs> For those who don't know, Radio Hotmap, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotmap. Hot, 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 I used to live there in Camaray, and the bus would go from the Winnie to no, it was uh, it would go from Bridge Street, Bridge Street, Bridge Street to Camaray. It was the two six three. We used to oh. go all around the back, round the back, round the back. <laughs> but in this case, past Youthon. <laughs> in this case, the years back. But uh, in this case, that's not really relevant. No, it's not. Because uh, this is episode 262. Um, but there is no bus that runs the 262 route. Because oh, really? there is no route. It's a special number for school use. Unless, is that right? Unless you're in your part of the world, the unloved, you know. London. Unloved place of the world. Uh, whereas episode 262, or route 262, would be Cameron Park North, Charlestown, via Edgeworth, Glendale and Cardiff. And Cardiff? That's wild. Oh, well, you yeah, up your neck of the W, isn't it? <laughs> Get out of here, Boyle. <laughs> Cardiff? So that's in Wales, Boyle. That's it. Episode 262, Christmas edition, Radio Hotbox 2020. This is Hunter Valley buses, you tossler. That's New South Wales. Oh. <laughs> Not Sydney. So episode 262 of Radio Hotbox. That zany, some would say, stupid podcast that takes a light-hearted... Look at lightheartedness. Motorsport. Occasionally. Gadgets and emerging technologies. And today, air conditioning. Yeah, and barbecues. Because we know because air conditioning better than the Americans. And international poorly will tell you that. Absolutely right. Because here we are in sunny old Adelaide, sweltering in 43 degrees. Now, I just checked. I wouldn't say it's sweltering because it's, um, it's, it's dry. quite dry. It's dry. It is dry. Now, Adelaide... Did hit the 43. 43.4 to. today. Yeah, 43.43 at 248 p.m. Are you able to say that? I don't see that. Yeah, that's pretty good. You're right. Um, and, and the humidity is 10%. But you notice, Jake's, if you get, don't Jake's in the floor, you can get a nice, mm. and it's, yes, and look, it's been climbing up this week. But this is the hottest bit of, it's lovely here, despite the heat. It is, what? and the heat's not really overpowering. It's not no. nasty. 
32 degrees with humidity is way worse than this. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But I, I thought it was interesting that, okay, that's Adelaide, right? 43.4 it got to. If you go to Adelaide Airport, it only got to 41, because obviously that's a bit nearer the coast, and the humidity was up to 17 from 10%. So Parafield's less than us. That's strange. Mm. It's usually hot air south of there. Well, it's, at least it was oh, hit more than 41. Parafield hit 41 point something. And Edinburgh Air Force Base hit 42. Oh, no, Parafield hit 43.3. Edinburgh hit 42.8. So we've had a few high temperatures. But if you go up to good old Mount Lofty, where you get a nice view of the city, because, you, because of the elevation... It only got to 36 Look, JP, if we wanted Grant Denier on the show, we would have called him. It's amazing, isn't it? All right, so just, I think that's enough of that. Well, I'll just stop. So then, what are you having? Hello, that sounds like someone familiar. Is that a Duncan? Is it a Duncan? I'm sure there's a voice being, a voice calling. It's, it's... Nicholas, oh, it's Nick, arriving for the, well, just in time for the show, mate. Yeah. Just come get a drink and and say good day to the viewers. Absolutely. Hi, Nick. Hi, viewers. How are we? We're good. Are we warm? Yeah. A little bit warm. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Go and get yourself something cold out of the fridge and uh, come back and wait. Join because we've only just we've only just starting to the yeah. show. Just starting. Good timing. Rusty sausages. Good evening, rusty sausage. Who's been to the details today? She's very fluffy. She's pretty pretty quite quite Christmas. Christmas special. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what she needs. So, most important question is. What are you having to eat today? What am I having to eat? What are you today? having to crunch on today? Because it's a bit of a new. Well, we went down the supermarket, viewers, and we discovered these new kettle brand, Chunky the Thicker Chip. A, a kettle variant. Yeah, well, yeah. But chunky the Thicker Chip. Crushed sea salt. And they're thicker cut without the end. <laughs> and extra crunchy. You always leave the end out. That's right. So there you go. And uh, I, would, I would say they're highly recommended. I think they're highly 100% well. natural, no artificial colours or flavours, no added MSG, and gluten-free. What's more is, if they're a little bit stale, you could almost, which they aren't, no. you could almost assume that that's how they should be. You could, because they've got that slight bit of... Mm, I know what you mean. A bit like a roast potato. Crunchy roast potato. Only not. So, we'll just say, g'day, Linda. Great. It's been too long. She's, she's, off the, she's off the list. No, but she's there for, she's there for historical purposes. Yeah, exactly. Hi. So what's been happening? Well, mate, I'm having a little, uh, I'm having a little Pinot, Primo Estate. Primo Estate. And, uh, and, and, and Nick. La Biondina. Nick is, I suppose, our, since FWVM moved to Melbourne. Mm. And, and Nick has come over and taken over the job of uh, FWVM. And he'll, he'll he has. The, he'll give us the, 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 the rundown. He'll give us the sliced onion on it. Yeah. So is it the... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Best, one of the best white wines you can ever drink, man. It's without a doubt. I don't mind it. Mm. And I've got the good old Gage Rhodes 1% batch brew larger drive home later. It's responsible time. Mm. One has to be. What has there was to be. a bit of a nasty accident yep. up the street here today. You don't see nasty accidents around here, but there was a no. four-wheel drive on its roof and it was on the wrong side of the road and all the road was blocked off and there were lots and lots of emergency services. It, it, it doesn't look particularly good thing. I think they were there for about four hours. Jane. But what annoyed me, I tell you, there were a hundred people gawking on the side. And, you know, they wouldn't come outside in 40 degrees, mm. would they? No. For anything, yet they want to go and have a look at someone in pain. Mm. And I thought, whoever... And get in the way of the emergency services. Well, I think so too. Yeah. It was just it was crazy. Ridiculous. They wouldn't come out. 
For any other reason, they can have a bit of a G-A-W-K. G-A-W-K. Well, um, what's first up, I guess? What do you think? I've, I've, I've come up with a Christmas yes, card for Dominic Farnbarker, who, um, as I do every year, and um, also for Alan. But uh, I, I'm actually I'm sending Alan's card out anyway. <coughs> but um, you'll be getting it. But uh, what do you think? Without spoiling the, for the viewers who do get it, it's. Uh, I have excellent. Works really well. Just one of those unseen photos that could never be published mm. when he was alive, I guess. Mm. So um, I'd probably put it up on. A secret Alan photo. <laughs> and you know what he was saying there? I don't, I don't, don't touch my wine. That's right. That's exactly what he was saying. And this is not a nitrous. With the two cups <laughs> 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 of with a couple of India, India pale ales uh, boxing in the background there. Um, and uh, yeah, you can see all the stuff's coming from, mm. from, from from Earth. Yep. To add one, one ski boot or something there. Like that. All right. Well, that must be. Yeah. Stairs upstairs. Upstairs. Go up for drinks. Up for drinks. That's it. Way to go. Well, I don't know, mate. What's been going on? Well, not a lot, really. I mean, you know, what do we do? There's a bit of there's a bit of Formula One news, I guess, that probably needs to be uh, conveyed to the viewers. Addressed. Uh, Jean Top has been re-elected FIA president. Well, there's a bit of a kerfuffle about that. There is, but you know, because he had lobbied many of the FIA affiliated um, affiliates. Yes. And asked them to sign up a, a, a sort of a letter of intent to say that they would support him. So it's a completely undemocratic election, um, indeed. And it was really a bizarre set of circumstances. And, and in fact, the FIA has now been... Well, there are entities which are looking at the FIA to see what their level of transparency is. And whilst they're very good in certain areas, they're very poor in the transparency of financial details. Yeah. In terms of remuneration and who gets money under the table and all that. Well, so it should be. But aren't are all of those types of organisations like that and always have been? Well, I don't know all those types of organisations. Yeah, they they always seem to be. Yeah, but it always seems to be a, you know, a bit of the old, oh, stick the hand out back. Well, they are French. You know, talk out the side of your mouth, you know, all that stuff. Lloyds of London. Yeah, well, there you go. Around the world in 80 days. Yep, around the world in 80 days, absolutely. David Niven. David Niven, the moon's a balloon. Good autobiography, that. too. Yeah. And viewers, if you don't know who David Niven is, Google it. Moon's a balloon, book he wrote, autobiography. Very good. The original Around the World in 80 Days. I think the next one was done with Johnny Depp, wasn't it? Oh, it's not asking me. Oh, modern films. These modern films. I've seen some good films. The only person who used to say films, Norman Dustin, was and yeah. Bill Collins. Now, oh, Bill Collins, and, 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 Bill Collins. Our, our new FWBM ALS Fine Wine Buy Manager has uh, turned up. Now, Nick, you're you're a bit of a, a pro on this subject. We won't uh, drag you into any particular brands. So, you know, you, you, I mean, Alistair. <laughs> um, the old, it's a bit of an Adelaide favourite. The old. Primo Estate, Love Yonder. Some ways, yes. Hmm? Yeah, what would you like? Oh, well, I'm just saying, what's your what's your take on it as a as a drop? Uh, it's clean and fresh and very uh, palatable. Uh, marketed very well. Used, you know, using the old uh, Columbard yep. grape as the uh, 
the main uh, dryer of uh, varietals. Easy to drink. Easy to drink, clean, fresh, crisp. I have a feeling Perfect that you a, and I went out like there once. I think we did actually. And yeah. I got some oil. And there was quite a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, this in Angle Vale or was no, this since, since he moved out from McLaren? Mellowline way. Yeah, that's Angle Vale. Angle Vale. Which is where he started, but he's up at McLaren Vale. Yeah, there's yeah. several doors down at Clarenville, and they've got right. some vineyards in uh, Clarendon, actually. Mm. They make a uh, pretty fine Shiraz. Yeah. Mm. But it's a bit of a... You've lived in Adelaide now for a fair few years. So, do you find it... It's a real classically Adelaide wine. It's a real... It's a real yes. More yeah. so than like a Shore and Smith Sauvignon. Blanc. Mm. Yeah, look... The, Oh, I would guesstimate Primo. Primo Estate would probably sell uh, fifty to sixty percent of total sales in South Australia out of all of uh, the domestic market. Hmm. Well, he's certainly been selling that for many, many years. And it's uh, you know it's just one of those good old you know fifteen dollar faithfuls, I reckon. So mm. I like it, and um, it's all very good. But, uh, Dan will be home later, and he's been, uh, you, know, you know, he's a bit of a hobnob, so he's been uh, buying a few fancy labels lately, you know, and uh, he's, oh, $20 Chardonnays. <laughs> anyway, it's good to see the Chard. Chardonnays on the, uh, on the comeback. Yep. But, uh, Acid's out. <clears throat> yeah, the pendulum's swinging back. Yep. Not too fast, but uh, not, not too much oak, but uh, delicate oak use, but yeah. A lot less acid bonds, so... Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, there you go, Jakes. What's else? What else have been happening? Well, apparently Formula One's going to bring in a budget cap for 2015. You mean they're going to try to bring in a budget cap? Wow, yeah. I mean, it's going to be run by the FIA, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be sort of under the table. Well, of course, yeah, it would be. Absolutely. But, you know, put it this way, if you, would, if you were to say, look, if you were to not get paid... <laughs> to be the aerodynamicist well, for another two weeks, then we wouldn't have to declare it in the budget cap, would we? The statement from the FIA read, the principle of a global cost cap has been adopted. The limit will be applied from January 2015. And here we go, back to government-style um, wording. A working group will be established <laughs> within the coming days, comprising the FIA representative of the commercial rights holder, Bernie, of course, and team representatives. <laughs> Which is proof that you can run. And the objective, of, jail. the objective of the working group will be to have regulations approved by the end of June 2014. Well, because costs are coming out of, have been spiralling out of control over the past few years. Well, nothing else we've heard, not heard before. Do you know that while I was away um, eating couscous, <laughs> um, there, was, uh, there was quite a bit of clatter going on about um, Ross Braun being sort of pitched as the most suitable replacement for Bernie to yes. run F1. Yes, yes, I read that, yeah. So, um, you, you know, the, seems like, you know, after he's done a bit of gardening, <coughs> he probably is the right guy for it because it, mm. uh, it, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. But, uh, it does make a lot of sense. Now, <coughs> Also, Pirelli are going to do uh, testing of next year's tyres in Bahrain. 
In fact, they're doing it at the moment, I believe. Um, so that's an interesting thing because they don't want the explosions that they had last year, which I thought was pretty cool. It'd be cool as in here. <laughs> in Bahrain. Mm. You're right. Excuse me, viewers. You're yeah, just going to keep doing that the whole show. You just like these chips. Take them away. They're just good chips. Well, just don't. Just, you can't be chipping all the way through. A bit of little now, chipping. Three Grand Prix have been uh, wiped off the calendar. Tentative ones. Well, no, no. Let me guess. Well, go on. Let me guess. You guess. Uh, uh, let me guess. Without name, India uh, will. Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, yeah, India. No. Uh, Korea. Yes. Korea's gone. Yep. And um, the non-existent Grand Prix is going to be sort of New York. Yep, the very concept. good. Yep, yep. And, uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I'll give you a clue. Any ideas? Don't know. Arriba, arriba. <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. There you go. So it's back to 19 races instead of 22, which a lot of people yeah. are very happy about. Um, so the workload. they reckon that it just wasn't going to, you know, 22 races was just going to be way too much. So, so we start on March the 16th in Australia. And when's Clipsal? Clipsal is earlier, isn't it? It's 27th to the 2nd of March. 27th of February or 26th of February the 2nd of March. Got, is it 24 down the leap year? No. I don't know. Um... Formula One finishes in Abu Dhabi instead of Brazil mm. at Yas Marina. And that's quite an interesting CQ uh, to, uh, well, Abu Dhabi, to Abu, Abu Dhabi is actually quite a... It's an interesting place to go. <clears throat> I, just, I suppose this is my first real experience over there, and I think we did episode 261 with Nathan Morecambe and, and, uh, and Mr. Squiggle, uh, yes. of the, the Theosaurus. <laughs> and... Uh, to go there, I guess, when it's not absolutely mad out of control what it would have been for Formula One, it was, it was easy for us to walk around and check the place out. The facilities are pretty interesting. Um, I, I, was, I was amazed, generally, by the engineering that is going on in that part of the world. But I was quickly uh, corrected to say, it's not the engineering, it's the construction because they're not that good at engineering. <laughs> but, you know, design. And so they build, build these like concrete towers and then they clad it with all the shiny stuff. So it looks utterly, you know, high tech. Mm. Um, but conversely, like a building, then there are many skyscrapers standing around the place that are just, you know, 54 is high and they got stock, ran out of money and the really great um, uh, uh, movie sets. And in fact, right. going into the uh, Dubai Autodrome, because we, uh, we, Nathan and I drove up after we did the episode 261 the next day to see Christina uh, Nielsen and Lars, and yep. she was um, practicing for. I saw the Facebook pics. Yeah, practicing for the, um, the Carrera Cup 2014 Middle East, uh, 2013. It's a summer series for Carrera Cup over there, like eight, 12 races over a very short period of time. Um, and she's had, running a new uh, cup car, 2014 car, and she's, she's very good now. Um, but uh, driving into the place, it was just these buildings and infrastructure that was, they thought they were going to get Formula One, and then they didn't. They mm. built it all, and then no, and so just stopped. And it's like, <laughs> it's like a, it, it, it is a total movie set for like So it's that. just a ghost town. 
well, it's called Motor City, so it, it's, it's something to behold. But there's it's just it, twenty, as I said, twenty years ago, maybe Dubai was a, there, was a yeah. fishing capital. Mm. It had one mm. skyscraper, or not even that, and now it's got a thousand. It's just unbelievable. And you drive ten cent, ten seconds from the city, and you're in the desert. <laughs> and they just keep going out, and they just go a long way to go. They just keep, they'll just keep going and going and going and going. Mm. It is such a hodgepodge of uh, of of stuff, stuff. But the roads, how they managed to link the roads, oh, I don't know how we managed to get around, but we did because you're driving the other side of the road and you go right. I need to go north or south. I don't really know. I really <laughs> have no idea whether I'm going north or south or what part of the, you know where Abu Dhabi is. But the signposts were, but uh, yeah, so the, the signposts were. Yeah, the engineering is pretty interesting. And how are the local drivers? How do they rate as world drivers? Oh, mate, I, I, I don't know enough about them to, to be able to, to make that. that a wealthy. They rate. They're, well, they're wealthy. Plated. They're wealthy. Yeah. No, they're wealthy. Yeah, sorry, no, the engineering is pretty ordinary, but, but lack of RHS and you know, people fall off a building and stuff like that. You, know. you mean construction people fall off a building? Right. On we go, on we go. Interesting. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I was there for, as you know, um, if you listened to the last episode, for the Gulf 12 hour. Yep. With Nathan. Now, we took Nathan over to a reserve driver. Unfortunately, Nathan did not end up getting a drive of neither the Lamborghini or the McLaren. <coughs> but, you know, you had to begin at the winner, and it was sure. an exercise in being able to see where he's at, what was going on, and um, it was also a bit of a PR exercise. Which is, I could say that I'm predominantly happy about what's gone on there um, with that with that visit, but um, there's other things, uh, forces at play, and, and other business opportunities which have which have, which have come up. I think will will we'll be good. And if my uh, I, I I can pretty much happily say that we will be doing the ADAC GT Masters Championship in 2014. Nathan will oh, be driving cool. with Mario Farbacher in the Porsche um, 2014 uh, Porsche uh, GT3R, um, and so that's all full GT3 spec cars. Yeah. Um, and at 16 races, ran all the right well, all the right tracks between across Germany and Austria and um, uh, France and uh, Holland. Right, and Belgium. So it's all European. No, yeah, no all UK. European. No, and then we'll be also doing. It looks like we'll also be doing the European Le Mans Championship, which is a five race championship, which does have one component in Silverstone um, with a um, right. Ferrari four five eight GTE, which is effectively a GT two car. So it could be a, a quite a dense program. Testing starts first of April at Paul Ricard in the south of France. Um, that should be good. Um, and there'll be some other test days for that's for the uh, Ferrari, and there'll be another couple of test days for the uh, the Porsche. And then uh, there'll be the Nurburgring 24 hour, which will be sandwiched in between there. And I, I'm expecting, and I think I'm, I think it, it, it will probably come to fruition that Nathan will partner with Christina. Right. Um, and I should point out with uh, and, and, and a couple of other pro drivers that that, um, that Christina. Was was running the, the the second race, which we we couldn't go to, which we planned to go up to. She was running third, and two in front. Uh, and like this is a full field. This is like 32, right. 34 cars, 
they're all current spec cars, and she's running third. The two guys in one guy in front is a super cup car driver. Right. One guy, someone behind has got shunted back and there, but she finished ninth. But she's um, she's no slouch. Oh, it's a small dog. Oh, hello, Hannah. Hello. How are you going? Oh, dogs. Now, 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 now. Oh, hello, viewers. Hello. Are you viewing? Oh, yeah, we are. We're viewing, yeah, but you can. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. You're allowed to view. Yeah, no, no, you're no, allowed no, to no. say hello to the viewers. Hello, viewers. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. There's some brawnage. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's have a little mini, mini, mini. Well, let's have a mini break and we'll come back to it. A little break, have a bit of break. Would you like to introduce the break, sir? Introduce the break. I think we're going to go to a break right now and have some prawns. Some lovely homemade cocktails. Well, welcome back, viewers. Dunkin' Donuts. I'm here. Christmas show. Thanks to you. With prawns, are you are you not well? No, I like prawns. Are you not well? But are, uh, are prawns, you not well? Those prawns were deluxe. Are you feeling a little bit under the W? No. Was that forty? Well, all, all those, all those days in the cricket. You know. Oh, I talk about that. The of the English. That. Well, that's upset. It doesn't upset me. It would upset me. No, it doesn't. Where are your roots? No, he's got I, no love of the old country. Oh. I've, been, I've got nationalised like the railways in 1981. I've not been a pom since. Well, you should change your voice. I've been supporting the Aussies right all the way through. Yeah, but if I go back over there, they all... Oh, fucking Aussie. So, how, how, how do you like this? So yeah. I pointed out to Ian H. Harrison, the boss of Triple H over in the UK, that he, after giving, saying, you colonials, you were hopeless, you will go nowhere. <laughs> he, washed, he was washed, wasn't he? All of them totally yep. out the door. And he goes, well, enjoy your miserable plastic replica of the Ashes Cup. Yeah. And I went, like, like, he couldn't even be gracious. Well, it is true. We don't, we don't get the original. No, we don't. We never do. It's locked up at Lords. Museum? Mm. Probably in the Tower of London. Or yeah. no, it's locked up at Lords. Oh, is it? In a glass case. Yeah. Uh, in the members, of uh, course. Uh, of which he'd be a member. Well, he probably would be too. Yeah. Yeah. I get reciprocal rights. What does that mean? I can go to Lords with my membership at Adelaide Oval. Can you really? And Cape Town. Cape Town? Would you be like. Oh, I'm on the next flight. What? Like, like Malcolm Fraser, no, no pants? Okay. No. <laughs> Out of France. Are you really? What have you discussed already? Well, well, we've just been touching on a bit of Formula One, what's been happening in the background while during the off season. Bugger that. What's so, the news with you? Come on. What do you want to talk Duncan about? Donuts. Donuts. You, know, you know how freeform this show is. Man of we've mysterious. done Formula One. We haven't got. We haven't spoken about V8. We haven't spoken about anything else really, apart from what Johnny was doing in the Middle East. Not uh, much of it. But up to you. Come on. You're the one with the fresh mind. Jacker. Dakar. Dakar. Yeah. Yes, we like. It's a sandy sucker, isn't it? The Robbie Gordon, he's back in his hammer. And he's cranky. <laughs> he's cranky. <laughs> he's not taking yes for an answer. Oh, God. How long does it go for? Two weeks? It's like a game of cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Even longer than a game of It's the five o'clock, it's a six o'clock battle. Yeah. And anywhere you are on holidays, you go, right, you turn that over. Yeah, that's it. That's the end. You know, there's some dumbass at the bar, they don't know what they're doing. Bother them, they go, I can't do that. Get out. Bashed and changed. Now I look forward to that. And you'll be back in time? I'll, 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 definitely, yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely. What day does it start? Always. Is it New Year now? Mm. Mm. 
Oh, that might be just after. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think third or something. Stuff. Yeah, because they're a day behind anyway. Yeah, and they've got to travel down there. But there'll be a preamble. Goofy whack. Goofy <laughs> whack. Out of carbon, Disney. But it, you know, I, I hope it's a more of a greener course this year because the last few years have been all the. I'd be surprised that all the Dakar that's been in the in South South. South America yeah. has been even more um, arid than I expected it to be. Yeah, it's, it's been more, more arid than, more rocks than, than Africa. When it was in Africa. No you know, giraffes or elephants, though. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's true. Got rid of them. Giant leeches. Just got armadillos. Mm. <laughs> like eating a wombat. Take the D out. You wouldn't want to hit an armadillo at speed. No, you wouldn't. But there's been a bit of cheating down there. Was that was that the KDM rider who was cheating? He was found that he was using a different tyre and all. Oh, 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 uh, um, Mark. Uh, I mean, using a different tyre. Is there a control tyre? Uh, he he was hot. He was changing tyres in the bushes. And you're only like his one time during the day, and he arrived oh, into a control, yeah. and it wasn't as shredded as everyone else's. And they went, hang on a minute. They found that it was. He's planted them in the bushes. <laughs> well, yeah. Can you GPS them. Can you, can yes, you probably has to. Considering the lack of shrubbery, it would be hard to find a bush to hide behind to change the tyre. No, but what you do then, though, is you, you get clever. You see, you do the Aussie thing. You lay the tyre down on the ground and you just plant a seedling in the middle of it. And then you just rock up there. And then you put the old one around it and it just still looks the same. Dunlop series? Series. No well, Marcus, well, we, we talked about that last episode with Marcus again. We got a new toy and smashed it to pieces. He did, did he? Did he do a good job? Yeah, I did. Well, right. he didn't do a good job. It wasn't his fault. No, no. Rodney Show came and apologised afterwards. Oh, did he? Didn't know that Rodney Show. Yeah, that. Was that the site? Famous like, oh, Marcus is up on. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Smashed to pieces. Smashed. Like a pie. It's a David Reynolds car from previous year, the 52D car, brown car that ran at Bathurst. Came second. Yeah. That's a good car. Yeah, uh, um, didn't didn't break the roll cage and didn't bend any corners or such. It was just all cosmetics. Yeah. Hundred thousand dollars worth of cosmetics. Oh, cosmetics. That's right. Yeah, they're still not done. It's not even on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What about Terry? Terry Pie. How's he going to go this year? Who? Pie. Scott Pie. What's he doing? Oh, really bad. oh, he's going to DJR. Yeah, no, I, mm. I, I reckon he might go all right. I, I think that he has. He, he's, he's suffered unduly, that young man. How old is he? Mm. He's, um, he's the same age as Nathan Morecambe because he, Nathan was going to be his teammate. I thought he was 22. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan's 23, so that'd be right. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, well, the big news in V8s, of course, is the fact that uh, from 2015. V8 Supercars have signed a six-year media deal with Foxtel, Fox Sports, and Channel 10. Oh, so Channel 7 will be losing it, so you can bet that all the wonderful coverage we've had for the last three, four years will go out the window this year. Oh, we'll cut back, cut back. I suppose spending too much money on that. Although, to be fair, I guess they've still got to um, get the ratings that they need from the series, so I... I presume they'll still be throwing everything at it. Well, they'll flick it off to another channel. 
Well, they did that mostly last year anyway. I mean, and I think that's one of the things that pissed everybody off. Was what the they paid two hundred and what? what was it? Oh, I can't remember. Two hundred thirty million. Yeah, something like that. So this is two hundred and forty-one million now. No. Oh. With Foxtel, Fox Sports, and Team Network. Look, look Saint, you, you, you mentioned Home Homebush mm. um, and and Dunlop series. You know, mm. we yep. thought we'd get it from the horse's mouth. Mm. And, uh, and 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 there's only one horse we know. There is. Who, uh, who's been driving the new 52D car? That'd be. Uh, hello, viewers. Oh, hello, viewers. <laughs> it's Mr. Zukanovic. <laughs> but um, they've sewn the legs back on, have they? And you're all okay now? I thought that was after the date you had it the, the <laughs> night before. <laughs> the date was a big girly security guard, I reckon. Well, you've got to get stiff somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so no, look, it was, um, wasn't the ideal start to, you know, my new Dunlop Series campaign and the new rig, the new chassis FPR807 X Buffalo Falcon, driven by Dr. Ennels. It's quite good, isn't it, Doctor? One of Doctor Reynolds. Mate, give give the viewers a first-hand appraisal about what went on because I, you know, we talked about it, and Rodney J did come down and uh, apologise, and I was there and, and sort of saw it from the screen. Um, I was only just you know around the other side hobnobbing it, so I couldn't be there to watch it. And in fact, it's pretty unusual to see it on the start line straight. So um, Give the viewers the appraisal exactly what went on. I guess, I guess it's pretty good that Rodney did come down and say something. Didn't you hand you a cheque, though? Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly right. He didn't hand me a cheque. He just handed me a sorry. And unfortunately, sorries don't pay a repair bill on a race car, which is, you know, I wish it was a little bit more like the brother, but we pop insurance on it. I could send him a nice letter of demand and a third-party recovery effort and get the car paid for and back on the road and away we go. Or he'd just chuck you a set of tyres. Or what, they bought... Bob Jane all rounders. Yeah, all rounders. Thirty five dollars a unit. There you go. Two fifteen down to forty five. Nah, for the for the for the tow truck. <laughs> anyway, so it all stems back to Mr. Egg and Lettuce eating sandwiches minus the egg and lettuce. Uh, Mr. Mediki sort of decided that he liked my rear bumper too much in race one, which caused me a DNF. So anyway. Put him into the rear of field in race two, meant starting grid 28. Now, my good friend, Mr. Rodney Jade, started grid 19, and probably one of my strengths in Dunlop Series racing at the moment is my starts in the races. I get these really good launches off the line in, in the cars, and anyway, had a absolute weapon of a start in race two. Um, it was as good as, if not better than, you know, it had fit straight in with a level one main series start. You know, they, they measure the starts from like north to 100 in a certain time frame. And uh, they say 3.3 seconds north to 100 kilometres an hour is great start on a soft tyre. And on a hard compound tyre, they say 3.5 is a great start. So anyway, the data tells me I get off the line north to 103.51, so it's effectively a level one ball tear of a start and it literally catapulted me from 28 to sort of 19 to where Rodney Jane was before we'd even really hit the start finish line so 
coming through and walk back to five, I'd sort of, Rodney had missed the start and he was on the other side from 19th up on the inside. And uh, from what I remember, he sort of veered right to block when he got a slow start and then as he, he started to come back and uh, I saw a hole and I had such momentum that I thought, no problem, this is going to be very easy to get through and I just kept into it and Basically, he sort of moved over onto my right rear wheel, and when we touched wheels, I was doing 6,800 RPM in fourth gear and 173 kilometers an hour. So uh, I veered into the fence at about 170 kilometers an hour. Mm. And that's about all she wrote, really. Then it was a smoldering wreck sitting on the start line, and I've never been so gutted or torn up about a smash race car in my life. Yeah, look, I, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you when I found out you were getting that, I, I just thought to myself, oh, my God, why does it have to be Homebush that we're going to be the first round that you're going to be racing this? And, you know, there's, there's been some heartache there for you before, I think. And if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, around the next uh, the second corner, but also Rodney Jane was involved. You are not mistaken. That is... Uh... Me and Rodney have had comings together previously at Homebush Circuit and previously contact with the concrete. And previously it sucked then and it still sucks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get a Christmas card? Well, I wish it had a check in it, but no, I didn't get a Christmas card. So, um... Obviously, it's a strong car. I think uh, you mentioned that like, everything's still... It, it, it's all good. Like, it's just... It, it looks bad, but it's cosmetic. You know, it's a hard... Yeah, I mean, look, the, uh, the, the cars themselves, like the FPR-designed and built cars, uh, I guess the old saying, built for tough. It was, it's pretty much literally just bolt-on, bolt-off stuff. So, basically, the, uh, the chassis's fine, not an issue at all. Uh, so, the integrity of the car is still intact. Um... Yeah, the only, so I guess, expensive, real expensive part of it is the diff housing. We sort of bent the diff housing a little bit, but nothing that, uh, you know, the magnificent boys at Ford Performance Racing can't straighten and fix for me and get me back on the track. So we're actually full steam ahead. The car was stripped, um, pulled off all the broken bits, put them in a nice, expensive-looking pile there sitting beside the car, and, you know, obviously with the Christmas break, it's on hold, but, um, you know, the guys at FPR are doing a great job, and... We should have all our new parts and bits and pieces and slowly put the, the, the jig back together and get ready for uh, the first test day, which I think, and I guess, I think it's roughly about 10 days prior to Clipsal, so should be good. Looking forward to it. Hey, um, just as an aside, the, the pile of broken parts, what, what happens to them? We try our very best what we can out of it simply because we don't have you know a super huge budget but uh we try and you know salvage what we can i guess so once the new parts arrive we'll sort of take a you know a comparison and try and straighten them and clean them and you know use what we can and you know what we can't use i don't know they'll probably just sit there but but what but, but, first but race meeting and sell them off to avid fans and turn it into beer money for the boys um, but I have a suggestion because I know someone who does unusual sculpture and uh, we might get them to have a look at the pile and see whether they could like creatively come up with some sort of V8 supercar wrecked parts sculpture that represents something else and be sold for a fortune. Only you would know 
wouldn't know these creative types there, Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, it's an idea. Yes, it is an idea. A weird one, but yes, an idea. <laughs> so, um, but but uh, you'd have to be, you know, in the back of your mind, you'd have to be going. Look, it, it's it's only a sh- it's only a short period of time before I will have to eventually agree that GT racing is the way to go. But but Alan would Alan would not want you to think like that. He would want you to get on with it, and uh, just because what happened what happened to Alan was a freak accident, and also was what happened with Sean Edwards was a freak accident. And when you consider the amount of GT racing that's going on and this and that, and then some other things like perhaps you know Dario Franchetti's uh, accident, which has curtailed his, his racing career, you know for safe you know for, for health reasons, and, and he'd certainly won a lot. That as well is also well, it was a silly accident. But um, uh, both Alan and Sean were freak accidents. So you, you mustn't think like that because if you do, you might as well think, well, I'm not even going to start doing anything because anything can happen in a freak accident. We've seen that with, you know, um, with, uh, with, with Porter and we saw that with, um, uh, what's his name, at, uh, at, um, at Clipsal. Um, um, and, you know, they don't even... And look, Dale Earnhardt. You know, lost his life on the very last lap of Daytona. It didn't even look like an accident, but it was just the the force yeah, of the lateral force. Yeah, you know, just um, um, there's no reason why that. Uh, so you should you shouldn't think like that. But certainly have another season, and, and um, as you know, we'll be we'll be doing some GT stuff. And uh, I, I know your appetite is whetted, and that's with a WH. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, you know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Never know what the future holds. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a driver and I'll drive anything, you know. So whatever, whatever deals or opportunities sort of arise, you know, I'll jump at. But you know, I'm pretty happy and pretty excited to, you know, have this affiliation now with FPR and have my best mate Mark with a bottle bell to help me for a change. Whereas before he couldn't even walk in the garage because I had a hole, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, uh, that... It's good, I'm looking forward to the challenge, you know. Finally, I'm back on a level playing field. I've got a real good car, and, you know, I would like to try and, you know... I think at least, you know, try and crack a podium in the Dunlop series. I mean, shit, I've been trying long enough now. I think I'm at least earned one of those, so... We'll see. Next year, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, it'll be a good year. I think a lot of question, A question that many people would ask would be, OK... So you're driving a bad supercar and you're driving the last of the car of the past, which is the greatest evolution, I guess, of that variant. Um, yep. If you get moved from Holden to Ford, was there, is it, does it, do you notice it? Now, I asked Alan the same question. He said, I wouldn't know whether I was driving a Ford or a Holden. It's just, it's just um, it, it all seems the same. And I suppose that, that from his taking his answer in, that is a great testament to Project Blueprint and how that manages to... That equalisation formula comes into play. It, it does just show sort of great racing. So, do you, I, look, I looked inside your vehicle, the new car, and I thought to myself, the seating position looked completely different 
from um, the Holden. Just just different and lower, and the, you know you've got the the heat retraction sort of panel on the pedals there, so you're not got your foot on the floor. And just a little bit more modern. And I thought when that accident happened, I thought perhaps your vision point was such that when you were trying to get back into the centre of the road, that just that you just couldn't your your vision out of the side there was poorer or different than it had been in the in the Holden. Um, what are your thoughts on the vision out of the car and, and, you know, just changing from brand to brand? Do you even notice it? Well, the brand to brand thing is, it's it, that's sort of not an issue because, like, their supercar, unfortunately, is, I mean, as great as the cars are themselves, they're really not production car or much to do with Holden or Ford other than pretty much the skin that's on the outside. So the question arises, it's not so much... Uh, you know, swapping brands per se. If you're not in a an SPR Falcon or a Triple Eight Holden, pretty much you're on the back foot when it comes to Dunlop Series. So it's more of swapping to that team style of car, and the difference from my old Holden to um, you know the newer SPR car is SPR obviously being a factory back team. You know, having support of Ford and, and, you know, the support of ProDrive in Europe, you know, before they sort of sold out to the new owners now, um, the R&D and the research and development that's gone into the car is just far more superior. So so the setups and the ideas between AAA and FPR are pretty much just more superior. And now they're both obviously Ford and Holden. You know, AAA was dominant when it was Ford and AAA was dominant when it's, when it's Holden. So... It's not so much the brand, it's the actual teams themselves. And to drive, you know, Pope for me was a very promising first practice session straight out the gate. I was P3 and actually fighting for, uh, you know, fighting for top three. So that was very promising. I just need to learn the finer points of this car's particular driving style. I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say there is had you not known that you were, let's say you were blindfolded and put in a new car and you didn't know whether it was a Holden or Ford, would you have known? Well, okay, so talking that, if I was not, if I blindfolded and put in the car, I probably wouldn't know if it was a Ford and Holden, but I would know that it drives totally different. You know, things are, it just, it just drives and does things totally different to my older car. And that's just simply the, you know, the R&D that goes into it, you know, it's, it's the evolution of anything, it's not just motorsport, but, you know, with, with motorsport in mind, it's just, you know, redevelopment of front-end geometry, redevelopment of the shock absorber technology, you know, redevelopment of roll cage stiffness, roll bar stiffness, all yeah. sorts of these little things play into it, it's just, they're constantly refining, and like you said, this is the last generation of car prize of the car of the future, um, so that's it. So they've had 20 years of refinement. That's why the cars are so good. So, you know, I wouldn't have known, you know, hop in this, so like you said, if I blindfold, hop in it, you don't know what it is and drive it. You're not going to know what it's for or hold unless you know in the back of your mind what the characteristics are of, you know, the AAA car or the FPR car. So, you know, but it's promising. Like the style, I think, of the FPR car, I mean, look, I've not driven a AAA car, but... Style of the FBR car, I seem to slot straight in and first practice go out 
and go straight to the top three in the trip on the charts, you know. So that's very promising. That's what's given me, you know, my new lease on life on, on, on the Dunlop series and and, uh, and next season. So, you know, I think we've had a couple of chats in the party about, you know, me losing that the drive and the want with motorsport simply because, you know, you cop enough kicks long enough and you just sort of get over it. But, you know, I've got this newfound desire and want to race for next season and want to win again. So it's just good and refreshing to have, you know, whether it be a Ford or a Holden give me that, but it just happens to be a Ford, you know. It's just the FPR style that I think, you know, I can grow accustomed to and, you know, try and get some pace out of it. Who knows, maybe even a podium. Absolutely. Good luck for the new season, mate. Yeah, absolutely, Marcus. Good luck, Thank mate. You. Now, um, sweetheart, like uh, Teppanyaki uh, type, we've got Teppanyaki, sort of mini Teppanyaki game on here tonight. I've got a few people over, but I mean, I'm, you know, I know you're in love with Fuji Teppanyaki, and but I'm, 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 I'm struggling with the concept of the the lamb cutlet on the on the Teppanyaki. And, and, and I'm, the reason I'm bringing it up is because we've got a couple here tonight. I'm going to have a bit of a, you know, blind tasting perhaps on it, you know, Forda Holden lamb chop. Um, but, okay, uh, the Forda Holden lamb chop. <laughs> well, he's had a, a triple eight on FBR lamb chop. He's <laughs> got which makes it a triple eight on FBR. Dunkin' Donuts. Personally, I think <laughs> that that lamb, that a lamb cutlet on a teppanyaki, as a teppanyaki, if, unless it was just a, considered a barbecue, is quite illegal. Yet... Marcus is in love with this place in Melbourne that does that religiously. No, it's a deep pigeon. Well, it just depends on the set menu that you buy from Fuji. <laughs> I actually I actually lashed out and become a hobnob, and I high-rolled it, I got the top set menu, which brought out lobster. Lobster on the teppanyaki viewers was bomb diggity. <laughs> Did you get a root I, <laughs> I substituted the unbeatable lamb chop for... The lobster tail on the teppanyaki grill. Oh. That viewers was hashtag deluxe. Did, did they did they put the, 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 the half the lobster down and then they put the sort of the, the dome over it? Like like sort of the covering dish over it, like sort of like a the top of the, the wok to sort of steam it slightly. I got a joke for you, Hardy, quickly. What's a <laughs> wok? What's a wok? Oh, Something you throw at a wabbit. I thought you said you had a joke. Anyway, it was just fresh, trimmed lobster tail straight on the grill. Didn't have to see any of the icky, gutting part. No. A little bit of a soup when it comes out. I don't like it. Just yeah. bring it out and cook it. I don't want to have to see you prep it right in front of me. All right, mate. Now, quick uh, before we, go to, you know, because you know, yeah. I, I, we've got to get some coming up. Um, but I'm, yeah. and I will have to um, LTG. Uh, so, uh, could you just uh, tell us what might be happening for a Serbian Christmas? What might be happening? Serbian Christmas. Well, the usual run of the mill stuff is seventh uh, of January. So, Tuesday the seventh is usually Christmas Day for the Serbs and any Orthodox religion. They usually celebrate some Christmas, so Lebanese, Greeks, Russians, um, you know. For us, usually it's, uh, you know, a bit of a, oh, like a four-course meal. Usually starts off with church in the morning. We go head into church and 
do the ritual that I cannot understand the word that they say, but I just nod and smile and cross myself when I need to. <laughs> well, there's a bit, is <laughs> a bit of, are you saying that there's a bit of wailing and gnashing of teeth? Oh, you know, it's all, it's all, my father plays dominoes better than your father, so give me two dollars no wonder you like to drive race cars. A bit of silence. <laughs> Sounds like an option. <laughs> no. So, so it starts off with that, and then uh, and then we head back to you know my grandparents' place, where we then feast up on the first course will be a chicken noodle soup for whatever reason. I don't know why. It just has become a bit of a Serbian tradition that any you know Serbian holidays or days or whatever it is starts off with the chicken soup. So chicken noodle soup, and then we move into a traditional Serbian dish called sardama, which is like a cabbage roll style dish, you know, minced meat and rice wrapped in a cabbage leaf marinated in this deluxe sauce. And then <laughs> hashtag, it goes hashtag deluxe. <laughs> hashtagging the deluxe. And then, uh, and then it swaps to, for the third course, wok style hacks of pork and lamb, just hacks off the spit it off with a big blade and throw it on the plate with salad, you know, like a tomato and onion salad with oil and vinegar, heaps of salt, and then like a lettuce salad, the same. I don't know why they don't just put it all together, but they don't. Lettuce is in its own salad, tomato, onion in its own salad, and then, you know, the paprika, which is the peppers that are, you know, marinated in oil, garlic. So basically, once you eat a good Serbian, you know, holiday feast, there's absolutely no need for a service for another 10,000 cages because you get enough oil and you're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds pretty, that sounds pretty good. I'm, I'm surprised that our, our Shepri Sockies wouldn't be coming down to have a bit of a sample of those, those delights, <laughs> considering there's egg and lettuce involved. Mayo, minus the salt and pepper. Minus the mayo. <laughs> right, mate. Well, you have a safe Christmas and mm-hmm. say hi to your folks and thanks for making time this afternoon. It's, and, of course, as usual, stay on the line so we can get your address and send you a little special something. Courtesy of Ray Hadley. <laughs> <laughs> Roger that. Well, good chatting. Yeah, absolutely. Gonna, Merry Christmas, uh, Marcus. Have a good one. I've, I've gone from point one oh six to... But look at the good side. You've still got Ashley. Oh, the D Raper. <laughs> Dr. Haper. Banned forever from the show. Banned forever? Why? How does that happen? How did he get himself It's happened it's happened before. It's because he's like a he's a um an apple narc. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm having an apple cider. A Dickens. Yes, yeah, yeah, Dickens. Yeah, have a Dickens. Yeah, enjoy that, mate. All yeah. right. All right. Roger, have a great Christmas show. Yeah. Okay. Super great festive season, Marcus. Enjoy your Serbian feast. Roger, I will do. See Cheers, mate. Well. Oysters, sporting or not sporting? Now, come on, I went down and I've got some Coffin Bay oysters, they're going to be deluxe, and they are not sporting. And as soon as I said to the man, 
Are they spawning? No, no, but the heat today will bring the spawning on us. And I've got all these experts telling me that we're rubbish. They won't be rubbish. What's going on? You had a name today. You have to tell what is it. You can get genetically modified, if you like, triploid oysters. What oid? Triploid. 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 I just made that up. No, you can Google it. But the muscle that holds the shell is a lot bigger and crunchier. Not as good. Right. Don't sell in Japan. Don't sell in China. The ones that I had yesterday were from Coffin Bay. They're three years old. They're big. No, don't like them. Don't like them? No. The big, <laughs> the big, the big muscle is like a gristle. Of gristle. Gristle, gristle. Don't mm. like it. You can have them. No, I get them twice a year, but not this time of year. I do prawns. You do? And you brought some tonight, and they look dykes. They are dykes. Like, people are here. It's Christmas show, and back to this Christmas people here. We have to cut yeah, down. We've got to go. You've got to do your tech We've got to do the tech time. Oh, uh, ding, 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 ding. Finally. Finally. Thank you, thanks. As of today. Yes. Or tomorrow, US time. They're going to announce the MacBook Pro. Apple Mac Pro. are Mac actually Pro. selling the Mac Pro. Available for order. Really? Absolutely they true. Do the specification? I wouldn't well, buy a red the, eye. The same specifications that they had originally. However... None of the BTO options are up. It still says if you go to both websites, the US and the Australian website, they both say um, available sometime December. But I'm reliably informed that if you jump on there tomorrow, you will actually be able to find out what all your options for BTO and everything else are. Well, is there a screen? There's no screen. However, there has to be. There, you would hope that there would be a screen. But there's been no announcement about screens. The, I guess all you can do really is when you jump on there tomorrow is nice, see what they're offering. There is actually talk about there is a screen, screen to e- go with on it. Their, on, their actual, on their website, they had an yeah. EZO screen, an EIZO yes. screen, yep. which is a 4K resolution screen. Well, because it supports 4K, so that makes sense. But everybody's, like everybody's, expect, everybody's expecting Apple to make their own. But whether they will or whether they think that because the Mac Pro is so specialised and it's the only item that will support 4K, is it worth making screens? Absolutely. So, there you go. Of course it's, anyway. worth, of course it's worth making screens. They're not, not, they're not making the screen. Someone else makes the screen. has got to put the badge on it. Mm. You're going to be looking at the screen. You've got to go, oh, where do you get yeah, the EZO computer from? But you know it's got to look good. It's got to have an Apple look and all the rest of the stuff. Is it worth the would you trouble one? to do that? Would I buy one? Is it like, worth the trouble Would to I do buy that? a MacBook? Would I, would I buy a Mac Pro now? Instead of a new iMac, yeah, I, I might. If you were in the right uh, line of work, you probably would. But I might buy one anyway. I'm going to have to buy a screen. True. I'm going to have to buy so, a new screen. Anyway. Interesting, anyway. So four grand gets you in the door, and then you just go upwards from there. And probably the last tech time thing is the dangers of Android. <laughs> so apparently this group of um, uh, FireEye from the US research firm. They've found uh, a botnet which is all running down Android devices. And the interesting, the only reason I mention it is because it apparently affects jailbroken iPhones. Um, So if you've got a jailbroken iPhone, be careful. We don't know. It just sounds like you're just using words that you don't really understand. 
jailbroken than botnets. What do you mean? Of course I understand jailbroken. Well, you know what jailbroken is. Don't be stupid. Well, we don't have jailbroken clothes around here. We don't, but the viewers might. Oh. Well, they'd like to... Have to so I'm just telling them to be careful. Nick off. Well, they will have to nick off. They should be using iOS, but that's not in or there. So, yeah, so there you go. So that's TechCon. And finally... That's all I've got. We should sign off. We should. Well, we should tell the viewers, though, because we haven't... I mean, you've touched on your oysters and everything else. Just tell the viewers what we're having on the tapping menu. What, what the actual menu is for tonight. Well, there are a bunch of people here tonight, and it's yes. very hot. So we sort of have to do a little bit loose. But there will be some oysters to start with. And Dunks has brought out some very nice prawns. Mm. Which, he's, uh, which he's peeled. Hashtag uh, delight. And uh, he's peeled, and they will be available for lifting from the end. And a, a special... Uh, don't ask us for the recipe unless you want to give it out. Uh, Beer and bird. De- de- Beer and bird. Dipping sauce. There'll be some... Uh, yellowfin tuna that may be on the barbecue or it may just be sushi I don't know we'll just have to see what goes on and how many drinks turn up and all that and uh, Prue's coming and see what she wants it'll be a cucumber salad and then mit the mit the mit the mit the mit Japes has gone down and got a couple of big old 600 gram bone in ribeyes that we might just put on the little barbie there the new Mm -hmm. the new one of those little Yep, Japanese barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not yeah. as wide as the last one. No, it's yes. not as big and gluten. We might be able to get it in there. Just in. a little bubble away. Okay. And then you've got your lamb cuddles. Cam lumpers. Illegal. But there you go. Maybe we should upgrade to lobsters like Marcus. Maybe. Sure. A bit late now. <laughs> yeah, on a limited budget, actually. Of course. Yeah. Buy FPRs. FPRs. Limited yeah. budget. Have a lovely Christmas. Stay safe. Yep. Have a lovely Christmas, viewers. One back, you later. See you in the new year. (laughs) Maybe.